Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On this week's show, I bring in uh, formerly uh, Annie Locke Cosplay, Valerie Lawton. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and she was my K-pop like guide uh, last weekend at uh, KCON LA. Yes, we had and fun. Yeah, she turned me around to K-pop. I know I've made fun of it in the past. I'm going to say this right now. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it's legit. Um, I'm not quite hardcore fan yet, but you know, maybe in time, who knows? We're, we're going to get there. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. It's fine. Um, but no, uh, I wanted to branch out and try something new and I noticed how passionate K-pop fans were and Val was kind enough to not only help plan out my day at the convention, but, uh, she guided me through pretty much all my intro to all things k-pop so val thank you again for helping me out there of course and and i'm glad uh that i had someone to like take me through this process because there's a lot to learn in this in this whole thing so folks we just kind of talk about k-pop or getting into it and kind of recap my day at uh, kcon and kind of jumping into this new culture and it was absolutely fascinating um i highly recommend checking it out at least Listen to it, give it a chance before uh, making any judgments about it. Because that's the lesson I got from this. Um, but Val, where can they find you? Um, I have an Instagram. It's Valkyun, V-A-L-K-H-Y-U-N. Um, and I also have a, a dance Instagram. That is V-A-L, period, E-R-I, and then five E's. So, Valerie. Good. I mean, we, <laughs> we could make that easier to find, Val. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've ran out of options, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive has its own uh, uh, Instagram at Geek Offensive. And we're now maintaining the Facebook, so there's actually stuff there. It's not just a random quote from Street Fighter anymore. That's all all it was for weeks. Really? Yeah, there was just a quote from Street Fighter there. And it, I think you could find it. We're, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, we're maintaining that now, so follow us there. We appreciate all their support. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network. Uh, you can find the Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. So that's like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Zanga, <laughs> Asian Avenue. I don't know. Asian I, Avenue. <laughs> that was the thing. Were you around? Were you old? I don't never know. Yeah, heard of okay, that. you're too young. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where was I? Oh yeah, so yeah, Geek Say What? There's n- there are now three new shows on the network. Um, we have uh, Ready Set Geek, hosted by Alex Gala, JPG Cole, and Anthony. Your starting line to geek culture. We have our twice a month trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Majiraga, Ish, and Sam. And the new show coming up in September is DGIF, that's Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal and Alex Gullett. That actually kind of makes Alex sound pretty busy. It does. Yeah. She's not, though. I can guarantee that. She's too busy playing with the puppy at home. (laughs) This is how I test if she's listening to the show or not. I just kind of make fun of her. I mean, that's fair. I'm waiting for that for that phone call. I'm like, I hate you, Justin. <laughs> I mean, the the one she makes other than when she normally does that. Yeah. But anyway. Of course. Yeah. Uh, next shout out goes to our associate producers, uh, Wayland Productions. Uh, you can find them at Wayland Productions. Uh, excuse me, Wayland.ws, and uh, they share the space with us, help us with equipment, they help us sound great, and you can find their latest audio drama on Alpha. It's called We're Live Frontier. Next up, we have our uh, geek apparel sponsor, JordanDenay.com. 
Jordan Denae, she uh, runs a geek apparel shop out of Brooklyn, New York. She helps you look nerdy. She's eco-friendly. And if you shop with the promo code GEEKSAYWHAT, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. Lastly, big thank you to Marley Rosner for all the original music on the network. Um, he made the theme song that you're about to hear in a few seconds. Um, you can reach him at Cal State Fullerton because he's a professor there. Uh, hit him up at uh, Rate My Professor. Leave a weird review and hashtag it geek offensive. <laughs> I honestly hope this doesn't get him in any sort of trouble. I mean, we, we don't have that many listeners, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'll get the phone call from him. Anywho, Val... Thank you again for doing this. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and if you listen into the episode, you'll hear about certain plans Val and I have for the show. You'll see something related to dancing, but we'll, we'll listen to the episode. You'll, you'll get to that. Super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Cue my music. Val, thank you for bearing with me in this sweat box. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I'm out of town for a weekend, and all of a sudden, like, it's just, I don't know what happened in here, but there's no ventilation now. I go to Korea, and everything's changed. <laughs> when was the last time you were in the studio? Um, I feel like it's probably been, at, like, more than a month. More than a month? I think so. No, sorry. Well, Korea was a month ago, and then it was like a few weeks before that was the last time, I think. That was already a month ago? Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, just for folks listening, Val is our resident K-pop <laughs> encyclopedia, or Wikipedia. Wait, do Wik- people know what encyclopedia is now? <laughs> right? They should. Yeah, but when was the last time you saw someone read one? Oh, man. Like the Dark Ages? You make me feel old, you little. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) around the network, you're kind of this, uh, your team member, almost, I wouldn't say intern, but you definitely help us out whenever we need something done. Yes. Um, So that's how you got involved with us. But you're also synonymous with K pop around (laughs) all of us because that's what you're most geeky about. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. So. I would say after spending some time with you, and then folks will get to my adventure at KCON, uh, <laughs> I, I got to ask, so how did this obsession start? Because this seems like way more than just a hobby for you. Yeah. So like eight-ish years ago, I was visiting family in the Philippines, you know, winter break. And as we do during parties, we rented a karaoke machine. <laughs> Very Asian of us. And um, the machine itself had music videos. So there's like Eminem and some other stuff. And then there's this music video that was called, it was titled like Dara Kiss. And I'm like, I'm curious. Dara I, Kiss? Yeah. So it's a, the music video is a kiss by Dara. And I'm like, okay. So I clicked on it. 
I immediately recognized the singer because Sundara Park used to be a famous actress in the Philippines. And when I used to watch uh, you know, Filipino TV with my mom, I loved her. Mm-hmm. And then she had disappeared. So I immediately loved the song because I recognized her. And then when I went home, found out she was in a group, fell in love with the group. Um, fell in love with another group right after. So 21 and 4 Minute were my first groups. So how how old were you around this time? I was a freshman in high school. How old was I? So you're what, 13, 14? I would say 14 14-ish, 15-ish. Okay. Well, so then it's been, a, you've been doing this a while then. Well, I obsessed, I obsessed for a month and then I kind of went into a casual listen. Like I'll check up when they're doing new stuff. I'll check mm-hmm. up Hyuna's solo stuff, but I kind of just fell off of it. Until right. around senior year. Okay. So what was it about the music? Was it, or was it the entire package it was of K-pop? Kind of, it was kind of everything. It, it was, had to it be, was right? more of like, I was very intrigued by the music videos. Mm-hmm. Very intrigued. And I was very surprised that I liked the music because it was very different than what I liked at the time. I was really into like indie and, and like folk, like indie folk and like alternative. Wow. Like, I, I mean, I still what is, like that. I, I'm so curious to see what that vowel sounds like. <laughs> Um, but like it was completely different because for anyone who knows who 21 is, Mm -hmm. their sound is very hardcore. Like it's very strong sound, a very unique sound. So I was very surprised that I liked that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until around senior year when I met some friends who knew K-pop and I was like, oh, like I, I'll guess I'll listen to a little bit now. And I found, you know, some groups I liked, but it didn't really hit me until, some like maybe a year or two after where um i was following a friend who goes to ucla uh she joined choreos a k-pop cover group that's really big now and uh they did a cover of monster by exo and i usually (laughs) that's the song that got me started (laughs) all this mess okay anyway go ahead um I didn't like boy groups. I just had the stigma. Like, I wasn't really big in NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. I hated One Direction, mostly because I just didn't like the whole fan thing of it. So I just had this thing where I hated boy groups. But in the middle of the song, I decided to pause and and decided I wanted to watch a music video because I really liked the song. And then I fell in love with EXO. (laughs) And then that kind of brought me into this spiral of k-pop mm-hmm. for now two wow. years oh wow okay so again for all my listeners if you're wondering why k-pop made it onto this show after <laughs> all the times i made fun of it <laughs> um i decided hey uh going into my theme of change this year like let me let me explore this this hobby this passion uh, that people have for K-pop, and uh, you know, let me let me just uh, try to get rid of my old preconceptions, and I went in full bore with Val here to a convention. Yes. Um, so, and it, let me just say this: whatever I said about K-pop, whatever insult I, mean, I am sorry, <laughs> I take it all back. Um, I, I, I get it now. I can't say I'm like at your level. I'm not like a hardcore fan, but That's it's fine. like. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, when I went to that convention, it was a very, it was a very different type of convention that I'm used to, just because I'm used to Comic Con, WonderCon, yeah, that style. This one was uh, it was out in the uh, LA Convention Center. Um, 
the main thing that struck me the most was there's way more in terms of fan engagement. There's like stuff for people to do Mm -hmm. instead of just a bunch of booths where you can buy stuff. Yeah. And that's what I love, loved about KCON. My first KCON was last year Mm -hmm. and it was even more fun for me this year because of all the different fan engagements. And I've been to comic cons and stuff too. And I don't know. I kind of prefer the KCON layout in a sense. Yeah. It's much more spacious. There's less there's less booths. Um obviously since it's just about one thing. But there's again way more to do. There was like yeah, there was like food and like a beauty area and like a dance workshop, which we'll get to. <laughs> a dance workshop, a stage for people to perform more than one stage for people to perform. Yeah. yeah. Um and it it was like as if this convention, um, I, I don't know if this is true about the K-pop fan community, but um, it definitely feels like taking care of yourself is part of the culture. Would that would you say that's true? Because of all the, that's what struck me as a, a first timer, because there's skincare and manicure, uh, manicures and like a dance workshop where you can get your like cardio in. <laughs> um, well, but I mean, is, do you, is that part of it? K-pop is just a very engaging community. So K-beauty has gotten a lot more popular because, partly because of K-pop, because a lot of these makeup brands and skincare products are being promoted by K-pop stars. Mm -hmm. Like while I was in Korea, I bought things because they had EXO's face on them or because they were aligned by Red Velvet or something like that. And it's, um, and then over here, it just gets really popular because everyone just wants to have k-pop things i guess and be involved okay so um but also like i was saying the the k-pop community is very engaging right what i find different about k-pop than any other nerdy thing because i'm also a very nerdy person is right k-pop definitely has a sense of community you go out of your way to try to form a community and within the culture there is a sense of family that's whereas um and any any other like nerd form it, you, there's a family but you kind of keep to yourself you nerd out to yourself mm-hmm. where for um for k-pop you find a group of friends or you go on twitter or something and you nerd all everyone just geeks out together and the, you know what that is uh that is true because i what i noticed with you is that uh just because i i were friends on twitter as well <laughs> Like you made friends with people like in Korea you'd never met before mm-hmm. and then you finally met them well, not too long ago. Yeah, right? I have really close friends in like Norway, Italy, Spain and my friends in um Norway. They were already in Korea, so I got I got to finally meet them and And was... you made friends with them through social media. Yeah, through Twitter. Wow, okay. <laughs> I mean so a concept like that is foreign to me since I'm old uh (laughs) no but uh no i definitely saw that and i was definitely wondering like how do you know these people it was purely through social media through social media wow so how did that start you just liked a photo or something um it it all really depends like sometimes i'm thrown into a group chat and Mm -hmm. i connect with certain people um with my friend Ida, she had formed a group chat and left the group chat and then i tried to keep talking to her because she seemed cool and then literally last year at last kcon mm-hmm. i was just sitting down charging my phone and then we just had this long conversation and we had been inseparable since we skyped a few days later and we call each other all the time so when we finally got to meet each other in korea it was like 
we had known each other for years. It had gone on that long and you'd never met in person. Well, no, it felt like we met, uh, we've oh, known okay. each other for years, but we had only known each other for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's crazy. Um, well, I'll get back to at KCON, like the group I met you with, is mm-hmm. that all through uh, K-pop as well? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Um, my uh, my friend Savannah, I had met her through cosplay actually, mm. but we had uh, gotten closer with our love for Chloe Bennett and then later K-pop. <laughs> so uh, the first time uh, we met was at the EXO concert last year. It was the okay. first time we met in person after like a little less of a year of knowing each other. And then um, my other friend Nikki, we worked together, and then we found out we both love K-pop. So then we've been really close since that. Mm-hmm. So K-pop has definitely brought in a lot of really great friends into my life, which oh, I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, and what do you think the appeal of it is? It's obviously you had something kind of connected to your culture, like when you're in the mm-hmm. Philippines, you heard it there. I'm shocked at how big it is in the united states considering how many people don't even speak korean yeah yeah like how 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 do you think that happened i mean part of it is definitely the music the music is definitely intriguing and it's a lot of the times different than um the usual western music that you hear even though a lot of it has western influences like hip-hop and rock and pop and all of that so it's definitely the music but also um something with k-pop is we learn so much about the people who are performing there are so many outlets like they have live streams they have their own tv shows we learn about each member we connect to every single one of them and then they do things like fan meets or they do concerts and um around the world Mm -hmm. and stuff so there's more we feel more connected to like let's say like I feel more connected to EXO than I would Ariana Grande or something okay. like that cuz it, it, it's there's more fan engagement and there's more of a sense of um connection between the idol and the fan huh oh, what do they do different versus like Ariana Grande you just see her on you know TV or SNL or at a concert like what what makes the engagement different with like let's say someone from EXO well there's more fan engagement opportunities in general. So it's a lot of fan meets, a lot of public. Yeah. So um, yeah. what's normal for when a when a group has a comeback? Okay. They usually do fan signs. So um, it's an opportunity for um, a selected few fans, like a whole state, like a room full of fans, mm-hmm. to meet their idols and get things signed by them. Um, so that's an a individual engagement with every single person that you love. So there's that. There's high touch opportunities. There's um, just oh, you, you got to explain what high touch is because oh, I just learned what sorry. that is. Just, <laughs> there's so, a lot of lingo in K-pop that you got to <laughs> learn. But I was learning all of this that day. But anyway, go ahead. High touch is um, basically people are in a line okay and you go up and you high five your favorite <laughs> your, your favorite group but it's more than just like a, oh high five and leave you kind of get to you know um connect with them for even that few seconds and i don't know it's kind of just you don't see like huge western stars going like oh everyone just high five me like right now like no like they're untouchable mm-hmm. they're just 
over there, like you, you can't get to them. They're up on stage and that's the closest you're ever going to get. Yeah. I, I feel like that is starting to change a little bit though. Yeah. With, uh, with more, with people, well, at least with the celebrities that go to comic con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause true. at least there's, you know, they'll at least try to make the effort there. But, uh, no, you're definitely right in the fact that like, I definitely see more K-pop stars advertising like hey this meetup's coming up and like this mm-hmm. thing at the concert's coming up or um it, it's definitely more yeah I, I guess hands-on would be the with the right yeah. word um but where okay going back to lingo in k-pop yeah <laughs> <laughs> again i'm trying to gather all my thoughts and like put this together because there's a lot i learned that day <laughs> there was you yeah. got like a full-on oh, like boy. course that yeah. one day so there's high touch that's okay that's what that is is there anything else in terms of like meeting your um meeting the people like that i should know about well um i mean there's high touch there's i can't really think of anything else but i know like some other lingo yeah so there's also like stan and bias yeah i'm like what the fuck is that so stan it kind of or bias is the less intense one right well but bias is a specific person okay oh okay okay so when you stan a group it, if if every I'm sure everyone is aware of the Eminem song Stan. Yeah. Now it's not to that creepy level, but it kind of just comes from that where you stand a group, you are a huge fan of this group, and it's more than just I'm a fan. It's like I will buy their albums, I will buy their merchandise, I will go to their concerts, I will support them in any way possible. I'll like stream their music. Like it, it's more of a you have a devotion. A strong devotion to them so you okay. will do your best in any way you can to support them okay and then a bias is like the one member of a group that is like your favorite oh okay so bias is more specific yeah so like i stand exo but my bias is baekhyun <laughs> okay i'm gonna say something like that at the next con and then <laughs> see if see if that's even believable they're like no you don't you casual <laughs> you casual um but okay so i'm trying to think all right so for people who are new to this like mm-hmm. i was um you you definitely introduced me to a few people um like exo that's a big one but who else would you recommend for people just jumping into this um for boy groups i will always promote my boys exo but um I do recommend looking into the groups that have definitely paved the way for the Hallyu spread. And they're the groups that have been here. Hallyu? The Hallyu spread. Kind of just the spread of Korean culture okay. to the world. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know would, how to name. Yeah. So that would be Big Bang and okay. all of their individual activities and as well. And that's a boy band. That is a boy, boy band. Boy group. You don't say band, right? You uh, say group. It's more group. You yeah, boy group. group. Okay. Uh, Big Bang, uh, Super Junior, TVXQ, Shiny. Um, those are a few. Um, and then some of the newer groups, EXO, I mean, I love Pentagon, but they're still like a newer group, but those would be my recommendations mostly. Um, for girl groups, the really, the, again, the ones that, um, helped spread the, yeah, helped with the Hallyu spread. I would say Girls Generation, mm-hmm. probably still the biggest girl group out there. Yeah. I like, I remember even before I knew it, K-pop was like i heard that name Girls like generation. that's how big they were yes yeah. um to anyone uh four minute is another one of my Wait, favorites it's, do you say it like 21 yeah 21 
Oh, because when you read it out, it's like two N E one. But like, when you say it fast, it's twenty one. Oh, okay. Because I was saying it wrong in my head the whole time. I was like, <laughs> oh, they're two N E one. Okay, but twenty. Okay, yeah. good to know. Again, I'm a newbie. <laughs> I need okay. to learn this stuff. You're learning. It's fine. <laughs> um. So yeah, Girls' Generation twenty one. Uh, four minute. And even though they've disbanded, Hyuna is still huge in the game right now. She's she. That's another one of those names. Like I somehow came across. She's huge. Yeah. She's one of my favorites, too. I love her. Um, some of my favorite girl groups, uh, Red Velvet is probably mm. my top favorite girl group. Uh, Twice is really popular as well. Um, those are like my main ones. Yeah. Uh, Mama Moo is a really good group if you like uh, I- to focus on vocals because okay. they're a vocally strong performance group. Yeah, I definitely saw that one video and it stopped <laughs> me in my tracks. Uh, yeah, fellas, look, look up Mamamoo. Just, you're welcome. Anywho. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's something I didn't know. They're more vocally focused groups and then some are what, dance? Or like what's the, well, um, there are some what are the gr- differences? There are some groups like Mamamoo was just formed with power vocals and they just kind of focus on vocals, but the majority of K-pop is singing and dancing. And um, Mama Moo is a group that they always perform live. So their choreography is good, but it isn't as hardcore because they don't lip sync. Right. And I feel like that type of group would go better, could go over here a little bit better. Yeah, they yeah. could. Um, oh, okay. So, but within the K-pop fan community, is there like a certain bias toward either style or is it no i don't really think so i mean in the u.s there are certain groups that are more popular than others than in korea or in china and japan it's it's kind of depends on everyone's preferences i Mm -hmm. think but um i think here in america we kind of just love k-pop in general we love every type of k-pop yeah every genre of k-pop we just take in everything. Yeah, so I think that kind of distinction hasn't hit like mainstream yet here. Like mm-hmm. people just think K-pop's that's it. That's just K-pop. No one thinks there's within K-pop there's more nuance. Yeah, and there's you know other how like genres and yeah, like yeah. to to someone like me, like it's it's all techno music, but there's like EDM and trance and what have you, like all those other subgenres. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't know K-pop had that kind of depth to it. Yeah, because to me. Um, a lot of the K-pop, uh, and for all people who are curious enough to just jump into it, it sounds purely like dance music with a lot of Western influence. Um, but there, I've definitely heard some songs that are like they borrow from other stuff. Like I heard, I definitely heard like a reggae song. Yeah, uh, there, uh, EXO has a reggae. Yeah, um, Coco Bop has right. like a bit of a reggae sound to it, and then it jumps into EDM and then back to reggae. Yeah, and, and it's interesting <laughs> to hear how like another country interprets those sounds coming together because definitely we've seen that here with like artists like kind of playing and borrowing from other uh cultures and genres mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of interesting to see like another country do that we're so used to just seeing the u.s do that with different things and i love seeing how another like country would approach that what's really cool too is um a lot of k-pop groups have international producers for their songs mm-hmm. like um london noise is a a duo from England and they've produced they produce Monster by EXO they've done Lightsaber by EXO they've done songs for Zico, FX, Red Velvet and um 
and shiny too. Their songs for shiny are pretty big, and um, it's a different sound, but it it kind of just adds to the diversity of K-pop. Like they kind of go for more house, but they kind of do a bit of everything. But that's just one example of an international producer that helps with K-pop. So that diversity, or paying attention to that diversity with their sounds, is that you could kind of see it in their style as well? Is that a common thing? Like their clothing? Yeah, clothing or... I mean, it's definitely its own thing when you see it. But there's <laughs> definitely like... I, I, get, I always get like a, a strong hip-hop feel from it. I don't know if K-pop I mean, there, there, in there. Or? There are some groups that focus on hip-hop. There are some groups that focus on more bubblegum pop. And their, their style, def- like their clothing styles for like music videos and stuff definitely um, coincide with that. But... um. Honestly, there there's a um, there's a very very short documentary on Netflix that kind of talks about this, but in one K-pop song there can be like five different genres. They can take rock, pop, hip hop, because there's always rap in almost every single K-pop. Yeah, song. there's always that one designate, designated member that does the rap. One or two or three, yeah, depending on how big the group is. That's another thing. How come the groups get so big? Because there's some that have like twelve people in it, right? Yeah, like that. What group is that? Oh, well, I mean, EXO used to have twelve. They have nine Jesus. now. Luna, who uh, they're debuting, or they by this time is out. They've probably already debuted technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they have twelve girls in it. Jesus. Well, okay. So, in any group, there's going to be like egos and stuff. Do they ever get like, hey, I'm not getting enough attention? These eleven other girls are taken from that. I mean. I'm sure that there have been groups where that has been a problem, but the thing is they train with each other for years. They live in small dorms together. They, um, all these groups form these such strong bonds mm-hmm. that usually that wouldn't be the case or shouldn't be the case because they, they suffer together. They cry together. They, they celebrate together. They do so much together where they're, a f- their their own family. Oh, and and who puts together these groups? Um, agencies. Agencies. The big agencies. Okay, so is it my okay? See if I let's see if I get this right. There are a bunch of agencies, mm-hmm. and they just kind of recruit people for a group. Like, hey, we want to put out a new group this year. That's like five people in it. So how it works is either they will recruit people off the street, which happens because okay. there's you know street performers and stuff, or um, people will audition for groups and then you train you train in singing dancing um acting um language just a bunch of different things and you train depending on your previous skills it'll depend on how long you train for some people train for like a year maybe and then they're put into a um a project for a debuting group or they have to train for seven to nine years before they can finally debut. Jesus At that Christ. point, some tra- uh, some trainees quit and they go to another agency. Like uh, Suho of EXO, he trained for seven years until he was finally put into EXO as the leader. How young is he when he starts something like this? Um. Well, I don't remember how old he was. I can't do the math right now. But some people are, are recruited like their early teens. Shit. And they train for a while. So that's why you see a lot of people debut at like 16, 17, 18. Because okay. they either got into the company and didn't um, 
have to train for very long or they're like in their 20s like early 20s like 20 21 22 and they've been training for like six years it, are they away at like some strange boarding school or something or no um they're they literally just train at the agency okay some of them most of them still go to school they have to finish school okay so they're doing that back to back with training and all of that but it's it's a very tough industry to be in and to get into and then be in so none of these groups like ever form organically it's like it wasn't just like five friends that got together no you, wow, not, not okay. for not for like the dance like the dance like usual k-pop groups some bands like actual bands okay. will be like bands that they're with their friends and then they auditioned as a band like guitar all that oh, okay. type of band so there's some some groups like that they've been friends for a while but usually like um the agencies form the k-pop groups based off of their skills where they are how they'll perform in a group and if they'll get along oh, who will wow. be like which which aspect of the group and all of that this is this is weird just because it's like they don't have like pro football for example <laughs> but they have like this strict recruiting system for like getting into for yeah. k-pop i'm like oh that's what they have instead of football <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh like oh man i've been trying to get into this agency but uh this one's been trying to recruit me too like that's oh man so that must be what it is because this sounds intense yeah and this, like if you took away the music part and just replaced it with sport like football yeah, basketball it's pretty intense it's like kind of the same thing mm-hmm. oh wow okay so I, I didn't think about it that way um okay so when the oh back to the bands that like form organically like uh it's only the ones that like play instruments or and is that like a separate thing from k-pop does that looked at it is that looked at differently i mean i don't i will be honest i don't really look into that as much um, they, there are these groups like Day Six, The Roads, like they make great music, um, but it, it just hasn't really interested me as much. So mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how they formed, but I know that it is a thing where they are sc- um, high school friends and they decide, well, let's audition together. And right. So, but it clearly seems like the boy and girl groups are like that, oh, those are the big things they're formed yeah and they're yeah they're the big things and then they're the ones that are like calculated in the offices of the agency and that's what it sounds like um i i know when someone's putting a, a sports team together like they have to think about that like who's a mm-hmm. good fit for this position like will they go well with our offense it sounds like it's si- kind of the same thing when they form a, a boy group or a girl group it's like will these two get along does their voice complement mm-hmm. this rapper and is and that that's so that's it, what it's, happens it's more or less like this person can be the leader they and then these two people have very strong vocals we can make them the main singers or main vocals and then this one has a really good voice let's make them the lead vocal well this person is really good at dancing they have a dance background we're going to make them the main the main dancer but then this one like these two are also really good so we'll make them lead dancers and there's also rappers like these um you know either whether they already rapped before or they trained on how to rap you know like there's main rappers and lead rappers and there's a bunch of different honestly a bunch of different titles in each group you have the visual who's like the prettiest member Jesus. you have the center who's usually the one who is in the center the most because they are the face of the group they, yeah. or they're like the main dancer that usually is going to be in the center the most i think that was part of my 
first like aversion to it just like it's just all pretty boys and like the inner jock in me was just like (laughs) (laughs) what what do they dress like that for and i'm like well they get a lot of attention i'm guessing yeah Yeah. um i mean you going back to like uh the beauty thing like Mm -hmm. it looks like they all use that stuff everyone in k-pop the men and the women they're all pretty as fuck i mean it's also a thing in in korea like makeup is used by like anyone everyone and anyone oh so, so okay y- even so just beauty the, standards are yeah, just very different even the there. guys can put on some foundation if they think their skin isn't looking that good you know and like it has you know it has and no one bats an eye at it no or they'll put on some mascara or a little bit of eye like it's it's a normal thing and there's no judgment whatsoever oh okay so that's what it was i thought i that mean i'm was sure part- there is some judgment but right. for the most part it's it's like you see all the k-pop like the guy is yeah. wearing makeup or no makeup and there's no there's no like oh my god he's wearing makeup it's yeah so I, girly. Thought, I thought that was part of the act i didn't realize that oh that's probably more accepted over there in korea mm-hmm. oh okay that makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. um and again I take back whatever I said about <laughs> K-pop being for like weirdos and lose anything like I said like that. I am sorry. I do not. <laughs> I did not mean it. Um, but yeah, it's just fascinating to see like how. Um, I, I guess that's what struck me, like the different standards of like quote unquote manliness for like a a boy band here versus a, a boy group over there. Yeah, like just because they wear makeup doesn't mean they're not manly. Mm-hmm. It's you definitely see that with certain idols that are definitely manly. They definitely like they'll come out shirtless and they're definitely manly. But then they'll have eyeliner on because it looks great, you know, or like even like in just walking around like during their day to day thing or at a fan meet or something like they're wearing makeup or. And and even for the ones that decide not to wear makeup, there's just there's no. Yeah, they're definitely more well groomed in general. Oh, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) definitely more well groomed. Um, again, with both the men and the women, uh, I get. I guess that's starting to make more sense to me why the the beauty like mm-hmm. stages were there at the, the convention, and there were a lot of them. There was like a whole station, and then a bunch of stations for like spas and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so, okay, so all all of that's coming together for me. That kind of makes a lot more sense. Um, well, okay, so now that you're into like this type of like, I don't know, how do I put this? Okay, have your standards on like like men like what you look for change just because like it maybe not like um you don't find certain types of men unattractive anymore but it's definitely i'm guessing it's broadened because of the style you're into or it's more of um because like i mentioned before we get to learn a lot about the personalities of these people so my when i (laughs) the little bit of dating i've been doing i'm my idea of like the perfect guy's personality i think has changed because i'm looking i mean like obviously like he's got to be attractive you know like whatever like my my usual he's he's gotta take care of himself yeah yeah. you know be groomed take showers you know that yeah nothing wrong with that (laughs) but don't feel guilty for that (laughs) (laughs) but um like the person like i'm I'm looking for a certain type of personality now i think oh okay i've i've found what i like in a, a like what I like in my significant other, and I would love to find that in an actual guy I'm looking to date. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, but with those personalities in the bands, are, are those manufactured or? No. Um. I mean, sometimes maybe in terms of just image, like mm-hmm. oh, they're the 
they're the like the badass one yeah. or whatever. But mostly when when you learn about each each member in groups, they're usually very genuine, mm-hmm. especially when they've been around for a while. Got it. Okay. Like um, they'll have um, reality shows, and that's the best place to learn about a group. Like oh, co- Korean reality yeah. shows. Yeah. So like when I first got into EXO. I watched EXO Showtime, which had when it was they were all twelve members. Okay. Um, three had or like three had left by now, but um, they had all twelve members, and it's just twelve episodes of learning about them and them doing things like going to the sea. Um, it was Chunyul's birthday, so uh, they all decided to get presents for him and throw him a surprise party. Like it's so it sounds really silly, yeah. but when you actually sit down and watch it, you learn so much about them. Oh, and you okay. get to see what their personalities are like, and then when you start watching videos of them at fan signs and and them um, on variety shows and stuff, you you see this true genuine personality come out, and you like oh. oh I already know like they're they're the goofball of the group, they're the beagle of the group, you know, then the beagle line right. or whatever, it's probably the puppy. Ti- like, it's probably probably like tiring to actually keep up a character if that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like screw it. This is. Yeah. This is who I am. They're, you, you usually find them to be very genuine in their personalities, mm. which makes them so much easier to connect to. Right. And, okay. And then, and I'm, I'm assuming the agency is just watching that like a hawk, right? That they don't want anything well, going wrong with the group? Like yeah. there's a fight or anything? Like, um, I mean, f- for the ones that have social media, I'm sure they're all watching and making okay. sure they're not posting anything. Um, they're making, I mean, there are rules once you get into an agency and once you're in a group, like there's a dating ban, there's... Excuse, what? So, um, <laughs> there's a, uh, it, it varies they're from agencies. pop stars. If those guys are slinging dick every week, then I don't know what the, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> well, no, it's more of, you're a rookie group, you need to focus so you, you and your other members okay. can be successful. All right. Um, and it's kind of just part of the culture there, but, um... Like there's a that's why there's a dating ban and it's different for each agency. It's on dating period or certain people. Dating. A dating period. You can't date at all. Um. So there's a group that's out. Uh. Jiado, and um. I talked to you about them before, but uh. One of the members, Mion, she used to be part of the um. One of the big three uh. Agencies YG. She was supposed to debut in Blackpink, which is a huge group right now. Yeah, I think that was one of the first ones you suggested yeah. to me. Yeah. So she was supposed to debut, or she was in the lineup when, you know, whatever. She got kicked out of the agency for dating another trainee who also got kicked out. Ooh. So something like that. <laughs> um, recently, there's been a lot of disputes with Ahuna and Idon from Pentagon. They just admitted that they have been dating, but they have been dating for two years, which means they were dating before Pentagon uh, debuted. So there's been a lot of um, stuff there, a, a lot of drama going on. A lot of fans are mad because they think that he's not focusing or whatever. And it's just this whole thing. It's 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 more than just like, oh, you're not allowed to date. It's just that you need to focus on the group. You need to focus on your job. I feel like it's but, a very Asian household type <laughs> of mentality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it. But like usually after like two or three years, they're good to date or whatever. Like After two, uh, two to three years of being in a group. Yeah. Oh, like, it, but it depends on the agency. Some agencies after two years, some agencies after three or four. Like it really depends. And I think it oh, also. Oh man. I just feel like that would. 
Yeah. That would cause some frustration within the group. <laughs> and like, I'm sure like people break that rule all the time. I but bet. in terms of when relationships are, are leaked out or announced, officially announced to the public, mm-hmm. it's usually after the dating. Yeah. Thing. I mean, because I've seen how yeah. women react to some of these guys and it's intense. And it's like someone that's not even famous here. Just, just They're just famous there. And, like, the reaction they get is in. It goes the other way around, too, though. Really? Like, you get um, you get fanboys, like, screaming over twice over Oh, no. I, I did get to see a little of that at the end. Uh, you got, you got to see yeah. that at the Chunga. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa. All fanboys are in the middle, and, like, everyone else is on the sides because I could not get to the middle. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's when I did my high touch with Momoland, it was the same it was the same thing, like all the guys screaming. Yeah. No, and I bet. When you watch videos and you hear fan chants it's all guys. <laughs> the, you see you hear some of like the girl voices in there, but it's mostly guys in the audience like fan chanting the twice and all that stuff. Yeah. That that's another thing that strikes me is just how I guess how in a bubble uh, we are here in America just because if you don't go out and look for that stuff, you have no idea who mm-hmm. this is. Like K-pop still probably considered fringe here no matter how big it is. Mm-hmm. And so chung even you said like she's not at the top yet. She's just kind of no. on the rise right now. Yeah. And the, in, the reaction for her was insane. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was standing in the middle of that crowd and I was like, whoa, this must be somebody important even though i have no frame of reference for who this is and i'm really glad you got to experience that because yeah. when i got the high touch i was like well that would be such a great idea for you to join yeah no it was and be able to actually experience a fan engagement with a k-pop star and, and speaking of the the fan engagement and all that so you were actually nice enough to help me plan my day <laughs> at kcon la so again i really do have to thank you for that of course um especially after all those times i made fun of you for <laughs> Being so into this, I was just like, okay, I need to just shut up, let Val do her thing, tell me what to do, I'll <laughs> go do it, and then I can actually make a judgment about, is this a valid art form or not? Because I'm very much, if I don't experience it or see like a movie or something, mm-hmm. then I can't really talk about it. I can't shit on it. That's just not fair. Yeah. I wasn't really giving K-pop a fair shake. <laughs> so I'm like, again. I mean, I- I'm sure yeah. part of it is because... Y'all like to tease me anyway, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, that's definitely part like, of that's it. That's a stupid haircut. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, like, like I said, um, well, let's finally get into this. The, the dance workshop, <laughs> which was the first thing you insisted I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was early in the day. I was like, well, you can do Shine by Pentagon. That mm-hmm. one is fairly easy compared to all the other ones yeah. that were listed. And again, folks, if you don't already know this, I'm very like non-musically inclined. Like I can't sing. I can't great, dance. That, let's, be, let's be fair. <laughs> You're being a little generous there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm like, I'm not musically inclined in any way whatsoever. So keeping rhythm and... <laughs> anything like that it's like i'm that's not me at all so during that workshop i started off feeling really uncomfortable i was just like this i don't belong here i don't want to do this to by the end of it i felt like god damn it i'm gonna get this dance in. <laughs> <laughs> well what was great about that setting is everyone's learning it 
there's there's yes. different skill levels on that whole dance floor. So there really was no judgment whatsoever coming from anyone because everyone's trying to learn it. Everyone's just trying to have fun. It's KCON. Like, it's Some a weekend of, the, well, of fun. Well, hold it. Some of those people were, like, pros, though. They're like, hey, 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 wait. You should be facing the other way. It's like, what are the well, facial yes. expressions to dance? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I like, damn. I'm just, I'm trying to learn this. What's going on? I think it's because also some of them, like me, already knew the choreography. So they wanted, you know, them to, like, po- like point out, like, specifics. But... Honestly, it was mostly all those dance workshops were all really for fun. Yeah. Oh, no. Quick shout out to K-pop elite, uh, Jordan and Mike, who are were the instructors for that uh, for that workshop. I'm going to try and get them on the show. That would uh, be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Also, I've, I've been thinking long and hard about this, and I, I've kind of mentioned it to you. We didn't get a chance to get, like, clear footage of me dancing. So <laughs> I've decided, like, Val, if you if you have the time... Let's help me out, and then I'll cover that dance with you. What we got to do, though, okay, we need to get the fashion down as well. Okay. We're going to go gung-ho, full out. Okay. We'll do this. Let's do it. Yes. Let's jump in. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing with that dance. It's a good intro one. I felt like with enough time, I could mm-hmm. get it. I- I'm not dancing client, so I can't pick up steps like that. Because yeah. they were just going like five, six, seven, They only eight. had like an hour and yeah. a half, so. But I feel like I could get that one down if I had enough time. I so, believe in you. So, yeah. So, to be fair, people, like some of the people uh, who listened to the show were like, hey, where's where's the footage of you dancing? Where's the, <laughs> we only saw your story. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I didn't get footage of me dancing, so I will do the dance cover. Hopefully, we can get it done before the end of the year. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'll even send, like, some footage to Mike and Jordan and be like, oh, how do you think it's progressing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, okay. If you're, if I'm gonna do the fashion, w- what do you, what do you put on a guy like me? Just because I don't think I'm the typical frame for what you see in a K-pop. Well, member. something that you kind of saw that day that you came is, I mean, my uh, my cosplay roots are still in me. So um, that weekend, I kind of did different like k-pop cosplay looks so what we would have to do is look at the music video and decide from there mm. so for sh- uh that one pentagon is pentagon the group or the song the pentagon is the group is the group Shine okay is the song. <laughs> i was confused the whole day about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah oh there's some k-pop fan yelling at me I'm like you fucking idiot uh, <laughs> But okay, so if we're gonna go off of that video, let's say okay, what, I think they were just wearing like track suits, weren't they? No, no. What were they um, wearing? It's just a, a bunch of different have, things. I must have. I must have been looking at another video. Okay, but like <laughs> what? Okay, so like for someone like me, like where do we start? Um, we'd probably put you in. I don't know. I'm trying to think. They either wore like jeans or trousers of some sort. I think you're right. Um, they had a collared shirt on. I want to say. Yeah, well, some of them some did. Of them did. Their, their outfits are really all over the place. If you were really, if you were like taller, I'd put you in shorts because for some reason they want they want to put the two tallest people in shorts while everyone else is wearing pants, make them look more lengthy. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you gotta show off that leg valve. Come on. <laughs> they know what brings in the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Legs, um, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to plan this out. Okay, Where feasibly, like. When do you think we could get this done? Like, how long do you think it would take me to learn that dance in full, based on what you saw? Well, the chorus is um, very much repetitive. Yeah. So um, 
as long as you master the chorus, you have like half of the song. Okay. So, and they usually do that in K-pop. The choruses are usually the same or there's a small variation, but they do that. So there is a point dance that Mm -hmm. everyone is drawn to. And it just keep, keeps the song exciting. Yeah, I think this one, the one we're talking about, it's that the one hammer where dance. hammered dance. Is that what it's called? I think so. It's a meme. All I know is like it's. Yeah, a meme. I can't think of the name for this freaking dance. So when I try to look up the name of it, I'm like, I don't even know what the fucking called this. I thing. call it the hammer dance. I honestly don't know what it's called, but like it's, everyone it's in one, K-pop's been doing it. Yeah, it's that one where you're hammering your fist, but you're like kicking forward. Yeah, and, yeah. And they also do the. Damn, what is it called? It's like the backpack boy dance. Backpack boy. The... I don't. Have you seen that video? Oh, it's, it's like, like the flossing one. Sort oh, there, of. there's that one, or there's the other, or uh, there's an. It's the other meme where they go like na 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 na. Oh, na, that was in the choreography. Like, yeah. I don't know what to call that. I don't that. remember you're what like, that one is called. I guess it's not the backpack. It's one. you're like touching the sky and then petting the dog. Yeah, touch, that's how they. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they. <laughs> they explained it: touching the sky and then petting the dog because yeah. everyone pets a dog like that. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, it's another meme of some sort, like another viral video that they they took that dance from. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, so and then uh, what we learned that day at the workshop—that's just one chunk of it. There's yeah. more to it. Okay. You heard, you learned part of the first chorus, and then I mean part of the first verse up through the end of the first chorus. Okay. So there's a whole second verse, and then you got the chorus down, which is pretty much the same, and then you have the bridge which is super easy. It's just Mm slow-mo. And then you have the chorus again that's different. Okay. All right. And how long did it take you to learn all this stuff? Because you you have like an Instagram just and a YouTube just for your dance covers. (laughs) Um, uh, How long did that one take me? It didn't take me very long at all just Mm -hmm. because once you have the chorus down, it's really easy. I usually struggle with boy group dances. My body just doesn't want to be as sharp and move that the way that I would like it to, yeah. I'm better. I'm I'm much better fit for girl dances, mm-hmm. but that one was just I don't know. The moves are very simple. Yeah, it's not super fast. It's not super sharp. It's pr- just fluid, having fun type of choreography, Got which it. made it easier. Like I maybe learned it um two like two or three sessions. Of okay. me in my bathroom, like <laughs> learning a dance, <laughs> and you've seen that bathroom. It's yeah. very small. So, yeah. How did you do that? It's not I don't much room know. In there, so. <laughs> I figure it out. <laughs> uh, but that, that's another thing too with all these K-pop bands, like getting the choreography down. I thought it would be like a handful of the the crowd, but no, it's quite a lot of people. It's a it's part of the culture. Yeah, like there's like I said, there's two separate dance floors. Once one was like. Uh, a typical stage where like I think there was like a contest and then even some actual groups performed and then there was this like open dance floor that you could for wait workshops. for yeah for workshops and then there was that one the Toyota stage not Toyota stage yeah, yeah. It, it's like the, the one by the car yeah the, it's Toyota okay so like they had um, basically any fan seemed like oh let's request a song and then jump in mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do the choreography yeah. to show off so cause like I don't know. K-pop dancers are so fun, and it's legitimate choreography. They get you have uh, Korean uh, choreographers helping with. They have famous American and other like European choreographers help with choreography, and it's I don't know. Like it's it's a lot of fun, and there are people that take it more seriously. They're in actual um, dance crews. Yeah, we saw some of those. Yeah, and like they um they perform in like dance contests, they do their own covers or I don't know, it's just 
part of the culture that makes it so fun, so interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that, it was just the level, like everyone knew every single detail. So that's kind of a another type of like nerdy I hadn't really seen, like mm-hmm. physical Physical nerdy. Yeah, it's because they're like getting down to every little detail. They're getting like the flourishes. They're really trying to like embody their favorite, whoever they have a bias to. Mm -hmm. Did I use that right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Proud of you. (laughs) Gold star for you. Um, But there's just, uh, it's just fascinating just because uh, it goes back to why I thought a lot of this, the K pop fandom is just taking care of yourself too because it's a more physical activity so you're getting your exercise and then then yeah. you go to the spa and maybe get a facial <laughs> or something yeah right yeah <laughs> but yeah um i definitely love how more interactive mm-hmm. k-pop is more than yeah definitely anything. okay no no joke one it's probably the best looking crowd at any convention i've seen <laughs> and also the best guy to girl ratio from my yes. perspective it no. is it's mostly girls at this thing at least it felt like it um yeah i mean yeah it's probably like 60 40 I would. I think that's pretty close because yeah. guys do go pretty full out for girl groups. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely say like sixty forty is more. Mm-hmm. Seems more. Yeah, and also with the group that was there, like I was expecting like seventy five percent Asian, but it probably was only like twenty five percent Asian and very mixed crowd out there. Mm-hmm. So it is fascinating to see how. Western fans have come to embrace this, even though it's still probably looked at as fringe. I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, it's it's still spreading. It's still yeah. we're still working on still it. Still new. It's still new, and um, new I to know, the West at least. I know here in America, we're not as open to uh, new ideas. So I know like there are a lot of people that are just like you kind of initially. I it's used just to shut, be that shut way. off yeah. K-pop completely because it's just like oh like it's not something we're used to. Mm-hmm. I already don't like it. Yeah. So that's kind of already a thing that's like in our culture here. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hoping that at least to go away. people can acknowledge, whether they like it or not, at least acknowledge that there's this whole other music culture that's that's different and they could take from it, you know? Right. It's not Give just, take. it's just not what happens in the U.S. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's a great point. And that's something, again, I'm proof that, yeah, like I was wrong about this. Like it wasn't just like... Um, Here's a cookie cutter band thing. It's more like, uh, I mean, yeah, they're manufactured groups, but it's like, again, that analogy of like college football recruiting and like K-pop, like that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And it's super intense. And like all the people that you see that make it to that public stage, they're incredibly talented. They'd be physically uh, gifted for all the dance moves or just, uh, just a hell of a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's I think where what turned me the most, just because it I didn't have that respect for it before. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it was like okay, that's a good business, but now it's like okay, it's real artists. They're really performing. They're they're doing their thing. They're working just to like it was just build up their star. Yeah. Brought together differently than what we're used to, right. like Western media. Yeah, because I guess being kind of recruited and put together kind of has a negative connotation because mm-hmm. people just see that as just a cash grab. Yeah, it doesn't seem genuine. But yeah. when you look at it in K-pop and you actually learn about their individual talents and their individual personalities, everything mm-hmm. seems very genuine usually. Yeah, it's really just like um, they're going into work and they're trying to like, I mean, th- that's like the pros for them. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the analogy I'm using. And again, I'm sorry. If no, that's, that's boring, fine. But it, it just it would I think it would make sense to a lot of the American <laughs> audience and the people that listen to this show in particular. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean that was a big turning point for me. Just and kind of like swayed me toward. Oh, you know, what? I actually like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there is there any like bit of like advice you'd give to people for like just jumping into this whole thing because it was a lot to take in for me yes um maybe maybe i don't know if like jumping in the way i did was would work for everyone just because i'm I'm, i was open to change yeah you just cannonballed into the yeah so i'm like you know what i just want like if i can handle this i can handle anything i don't i don't know if that works for everyone so is there anything you would say might work better i mean What's always good is to first check out music. Find the genre of K-pop that you like, whether it's girl groups, guy groups, maybe both, or maybe some of the co-ed groups that are out there. Um, Find the sound you like, and maybe from then, if you decide you want to learn more about them, see if they have any um, clips from variety shows, if they have their own reality show, if you have any live streams of them so you can kind of start to learn about their personalities is there a place you can watch all this or um there's an i don't even know where to go for some <laughs> of this stuff um there's an app uh v live okay. uh um it's kind of like it's similar to instagram live or whatever or periscope but it's specifically for um asian artists because mm-hmm. it it, it it's mostly K-pop, but there's some like Japanese artists, some Chinese artists, some other artists that are there, and it's their way to live stream and communicate with um, mm-hmm. their fans. So, um, like EXO did this whole. When I first got into EXO, they were in the middle of doing this thing called EXO Mentry, and it was it was scheduled. You had to pay for it, which I did. <laughs> I don't regret it. Um, and it's um, usually they're not scheduled, but it was a scheduled thing where each member or two members were doing things like uh dio was doing a little cooking show or whatever um chanyol uh he was in a studio he even Wait, wrote a he, song with fans he did a cooking show is he actually a cook or did he yeah, was he's, just like he, he likes to cook oh, so okay. he he was cooking i think it was um one of his mom's recipes and then two of the other members came down and was like tasting his food and whatever and um yeah, Sehun was training his dog. <laughs> one episode, he's training his dog, failed. The next ep- <laughs> the next time he had a solo one with um, his dog was just answering questions and stuff. Right. But you get to learn more about them and mm-hmm. you get to actually ask them questions. There's like a little chat where they can answer you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. See, that fan interaction just goes so far. Mm-hmm. They're on it constantly, it seems like. They, they're very... The, part of the K-pop culture is the idols are very, very, very thankful for their fans because mm-hmm. honestly, they cannot succeed without them. Right. They depend on the fans to stream, to vote, mm-hmm. to to honestly help them succeed. Yeah. So when um, it like the general public d- does listen to K-pop, I would say the general Korean public. I mean, yeah. But there is a specific audience for K-pop, and they definitely very strongly depend on fans to help them succeed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I guess that gratitude also 
helps with what's going on and maybe that's what keeps people motivated instead of that uh even though they know they're in a manufactured group but Mm -hmm. like being thankful for those fans that might be another factor in why they work so much harder to engage yeah yeah like um for for me like the difference between like let's say like grammys and um billboard music Award, like that kind of stuff like sure like i would love for this artist to win but i'm not gonna go out of my like i can't really do much you know i can't really go out of my my way and do much except like hope that this song was good enough to get a grammy yeah but in in k-pop like to to help your artists you stream you you go on like the korean um streaming uh services Mm -hmm. you stream their songs and that is a huge factor and how many points they get for weekly music shows for the end of the year uh, music shows how many physical albums you buy because that is uh, k-pop is keeping the physical album market alive whoa okay oh wait you mentioned something about that to me like to win some kind of contest people have to buy yeah so um well uh, that's to get into fan signs um fan signs uh, so it's uh, a fan sign. It's, like I mentioned before, uh, it's around every uh, whenever a group has a comeback, they have like mm-hmm. a fan sign, and in in Korea, and um, when you buy an album uh, at certain um, bookstores, yeah. you get a ticket, and your name is picked out of a lottery if if you can go to that fan sign. Okay. The more popular the group, the more album albums you need to buy so you can actually get your name in there mm-hmm. but like my my friend irene she went to um a luna yyxy fan sign with only like seven albums and she got to meet them oh, and okay. got her album signed by them which was really cool but to get into like an exo fan sign you need like to buy like over a hundred to be able to have a chance to get in a hundred one zero zero a hundred mm-hmm. albums yeah like those twenty dollar things that yeah we bought it and a lot of the times people will do group holy a lot shit of, that's a lot, a lot of, of money times, <laughs> yeah a lot of times people will do group orders okay so um they're international fans that obviously can't go to the fan sign yeah so we'll do group orders and the person will be like hey just so you know i'm going to use this code to try to get into the fan sign and then usually we're fine with it so that oh. it's it's a way to to help them out or what happens a lot too is um fans will just uh they did this for for exo i remember fans bought a bunch of albums and then they kind of just left free albums out for the people that couldn't afford albums oh wow they just like a bag of albums they posted on twitter be like just so you know here's some free albums if you want some damn yeah because when i i was thinking like maybe it's just a single that's why they have to buy so many but no it's the full like little really decorative book with the cd in there it's Honestly, it's another art form. These yeah. these books, like I admittedly am a collector yeah. of oh, some of my favorite artists. Yeah, so folks, it's not just like uh, I, I remember for folks old enough to remember when CDs were still a thing. Yeah, here CDs just come in a case. Maybe there's a booklet like the with a case, little case, like a little bit of booklet, just with CD. maybe the lyrics in it, maybe. But here, but at a KCON, like all the uh, the stuff they were selling, it's these really elaborate art books with these elaborate covers. There's like little extra inserts yeah, so all over the one I, I got. They have a whole photo shoot. You get mm-hmm. like a whole photo shoot photo book inside. Yeah. And you sometimes like, it depends on, you know, how, how they do it. They get like multiple versions for one comeback one album they'll get um a random photo card like selfie photo card yeah. for each uh, member you don't know who you're going to get um and other like sometimes stickers are in there sometimes like postcards are in there it's just like this whole thing that 
it, it's like I said, it's another art form and it's another way to engage with fans. And at least with that, you, you see where your money's going. Mm-hmm. It's 20, you're like 20 bucks. But if, you know, if you like the person enough and you like the songs, you know, you're getting the CD and you're getting all this stuff with it. And if you're a collector, that kind of works out then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm still working on my EXO collection, but I have like a whole shelf of the albums I have so far. How many do they have so far? A lot. Oh. I don't. <laughs> I like need to reorganize because with the new albums I've gotten, I don't think I have the room right now. So like, there. That's one thing in common with any nerdy hobby is that <laughs> is it's expensive. Yes. <laughs> I actually like I went gung-ho for a while because I also collect photo cards for mm. Baekhyun yeah. and some other people. So for I was like buying photo cards for the albums that like I already had or whatever and I just couldn't trade them or whatever because sometimes you can like trade online or whatever. Mm. But then I had to stop because I was like, I was spending way too much money on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> between the trip to Korea and all the albums you buy, like that's, that's, that's an intense hobby. <laughs> it is. But I don't regret any of it, so. <laughs> I think that's the important thing, too. Yeah. Despite all the, the negative backlash or the weird judgmental looks you get for it. Like, you love it. The people you're around love it. Yeah, that's all and, that matters. Yeah, and I, I mean, seeing the passion they have, I'm like, you know what? That's not too different from me liking Star Wars or me liking uh, the 49ers or something. It's, yeah. You're, you're invested in this hobby. You care a bit about it. You like it. Mm-hmm. it gives a shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, shoot, Val, that was super educational. <laughs> I, I, I might again. I, I don't know how fast we can get the dance cover done. We'll figure we're, it out. We're gonna. We'll figure it out. It'll be up on the YouTube channel. We haven't uploaded that thing in forever. <laughs> It'll be like a Facebook video first, probably. <laughs> probably. A, yeah. Um, I promise we'll get that figured out. We'll get uh, Mike and Jordan on the show at some point. Maybe can, they can give us a few pointers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if anything, folks, um, I, I try to like preach some sort of message. But with this, it was just, hey, don't knock it till you try it. Because <laughs> I was definitely making fun of it for a long time. And Dave say I was wrong. There's a real art form here. I enjoy quite a bit of it now. I don't think I'm at the level of fan you are, but I, I guess I'm casual. I don't casual. have I don't have a stand yet or a stand. You don't stand. stand a I don't group stand anyone. Yet. Yeah, I don't stand anyone yet. I don't. So I can't really have a bias then. Or well, I mean, if I it's a solo artist, I can right. No. Yeah. yeah. Do you like Hyuna? Hyuna. Yeah. Oh, and that Chunga, we got to see Chunga, her. yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was the album I bought. Yeah, that's right. I, oh, yeah, he bought his first K-pop that's album. That's right. I know. Well, we were walking around. I was trying to figure out, well, what else can we do before like, I have to go? And I was like, you, well, no, you, you can buy your first no, K-pop you, album at KCON from my <laughs> favorite K-pop store, which is Choice Music LA. <laughs> Just no, to you, pin that in there. You pretty much covered every like K-pop virginity like I had. <laughs> It was just like, I got his first this, this, and this. I'm like, what else is there? I think the only thing left is a concert. Yes, which That's we will thing. figure it out. Yes. Yes. Okay, so, because you will take my dance cover for Jerry we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get that t- figured out, and then uh, eventually down the line, a concert. I'll make sure to put that on the, the Geek events of Story as well. Yes. But Val... Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. I know this, my show may not be in your wheelhouse, but neither is (laughs) K-pop. I'm glad we could actually come together and 
figure this out. Of course, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. It was yeah. really fun. No, it was a around. fun day. Um, oh, and yes, I would definitely go back to KCON if anyone Yay. is wondering. So. Um, Val, where can they find you? Um, I have a Instagram and Instagram grammar. Wow. Um, it's Valkyun, mm-hmm. V-A-L-K-H-Y-U-N. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to follow my dance Instagram, it is Valerie. It's a lot of E's. So it's V-A-L period E-R-I and then five E's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many accounts do you have? Like I have trouble keeping track. I when I see your notifications pop up, I'm like... I thought I just saw her account. No, wait, that's the other one. <laughs> no, I have a lot. <laughs> um, if you want to follow my trash of a Twitter, and it's honestly like K-pop trash, it's also Valkyun, V-A-L-K-H-Y-U-N. Yeah, I don't even have to follow any like K-pop stars. I just follow Val and I'm I just re- retweet everything. Yeah, I'm just caught up through that. <laughs> um, and then my YouTube is linked on my dance Instagram. Okay, awesome. <laughs> And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And the Geek Offensive has its own, tw- uh, excuse me, Instagram and Facebook now. You can find us at Geek Offensive. Um, and the Facebook is up and running. We're actually maintaining it now. We'll have stuff up there. So go ahead and check both of those out. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, which you can find on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. We have now, oh, we have three new shows on the on the network now oh wow i get to change it up for once on the announcements <laughs> uh first up we have ready set geek your starting line to geek culture hosted by uh jpg alex gallet cole and anthony um and we also have our twice a month trivia podcast geek ko hosted by justin madriaga ish and sam and now we have a new show dgif that's diverse geeks in focus which will be hosted by Gemma vidal and alex gallet um so find all of our shows download them support them rate comment subscribe on all of them on apple Podcasts, google play music or wherever you get your talking next shout out goes to our associate producers uh wayland productions for uh sharing the space with us helping us out with the equipment helping us sound great uh Although they, they could fix the the AC in here. It is a sweat box right now. Um, <laughs> it's hot in here. I lost five pounds during this podcast. <laughs> it's like hot yoga in here. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they're great. They have uh, You can find them at waylandproductions.ws. And they have a new uh, audio drama out called Where Live Frontier, which you can find on Alpha. Uh, next up, we have uh, jordandenay.com. She is our geek apparel sponsor out of Brooklyn, New York. Jordan Ellis runs a shop online, and you can... Uh, oh, it's at jordandene.com for those of you looking it up. Um, she sells these awesome shirts. She's eco-friendly, helps you look nerdy. And if you shop with the promo code GeekSayWhat, you get 20% off your next shirt. So buy a shirt, you heathens. Finally... Uh, Big shout out to Marley Rosner for doing all the original music for the network. He, uh, well, I mean, I've been saying this for weeks now, but uh, he's a, you can find him at Cal State Fullerton as a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, go sign up for his class. Fall semester's coming up. Uh, Keep him employed. (laughs) I'm still waiting for that weird phone call where he's like, Justin, you've got to stop mentioning (laughs) the show. Uh, find him on Rate My Professor. Leave a weird review. Uh, but yeah, Marley helps us out big time. He comes up with all the music for us. So big thank you to him. And I think that's it, Val. Thank you so much for putting up with me that weekend. And of course. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, again, you got me into it. And again, sorry for all the <laughs> jokes I made. 
it's okay. <laughs> All is forgiven. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>